Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers, and we love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float, and visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode. All that good stuff is always on our show episode pages. I'm Dylan. I'm one of your co-hosts. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville tonight and also guest hosting with us is Jeremy Jacobs of Float in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, We'll be bringing him on in just a moment here. Uh, Before we do that, I do just want to, gosh, I think this is our last reminder that we have a holiday marketing roundtable on November 1st. Why so early? Because we want to get ahead of the curve on planning so that we aren't making last minute decisions for our marketing, especially on such a big time like during the holidays. So Please do join us November 1st. Go to artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable to learn a little bit more about it. And uh, yeah, just uh, join the rest of the community in learning from Amy. I think uh, Michelle is also going to be there. She's been on our show uh, uh, talking about social media. And we'll also just hear from other float centers and what's worked for them. And uh, it's always fun to share our failures as well. And uh, not everything works perfectly in every region. So we're definitely going to um, brainstorm and all of that. Uh, Really, really enjoying these roundtables. This is the last one of the year. And I hope we see you there. Also want to give a shout out to Float Helm. Float Helm is the software built from the ground up for float centers by float centers. Uh, the guys at FloatOn have made Float Helm and it uh, is quite robust, including scheduling for your float tanks, for your customers, uh, continual dialogues that are going on uh, in the logbook, and also project management software that's really nice so that you can just with a small group of people be working on one particular project that doesn't have to fill up the dialogue with everybody else. And, you know, you don't work a nine to five at the at the float centers. We don't have those kind of hours. So you don't see each other throughout the week. So uh, it's really, really, really nice to have those ongoing dialogues in FloatHelm, just all built into the same program. FloatHelm.com is where you want to go to learn more about it. And uh, kind of a no-brainer is just scheduling a free tour to see if it will be good for your float center. Um, they'll just give you a live demonstration of the software. So it certainly can't hurt just to check it out. All right, let's get started here. Let me welcome Amy. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Hey, thanks. I'm doing doing fantastic. Thanks, nice. Dylan. And Jeremy, to welcome here. to the show. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Just excited <laughs> to see you again since the float conference. That's great. Uh, yeah. Glad, glad to have you here. Same I, here. Thanks. I'll say uh, there didn't seem to be a lack of ideas or input about the float industry or float <laughs> designing a float center. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you've got to say tonight. Uh, yeah, Jeremy um, owns Float is the name of his float center, and uh, I think just beats Float Shop in originality just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were thinking outside of the box. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear a little bit about how you started your float center, um, and then really just kind of get into the the hurdles and the things that have gone really right for your float center as you're about to celebrate your one year anniversary. So. Um, I hope that you join us now in talking about our weeks in review that we always do at the top of the show. At first, I mm-hmm. love to hand it off to Amy here. Amy, you want to share yeah. uh, float, float Alchemy, your second float center? Yeah. How's it going? Absolutely. So I, I should share that, first of all, uh, we had a little come to Jesus with our contractor and communication Again. lines have been set up. <laughs> okay. uh, 
No, it, we, we've got everything cemented now. So things have been actually very smooth. And while we were behind, he really stepped up this week and worked over the weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, and we have an inspector coming tomorrow for yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hooray, which means we can close the floors. <laughs> Hooray. Because uh, it's cool. really... Uh, it feels good to see the floors all broken up and open and that yeah. plumbing going in. It feels good to see, but then you're like, oh, okay, we want to get rid of the ugly and move on to the fun parts. <laughs> like, nice. you know, when they start putting mm -hmm. up walls and you can start to see things take shape. So, cool. so that has been going really well. When you said uh, they were cemented over, I really thought maybe they were buried under the cement, these contractors, and uh, you found well. some new ones. Uh, we yeah. got it all worked out here. It's we all don't smooth. Need to be bringing that up on a, on a, on a Oh, podcast, I'm sorry. You know? Oh, oh. Need to Are be. these things on? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got it. We don't need to have that discussion. We'll talk about I'll, this later. I'll fix that in post. Just Brian editing. will fix that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And I got to tell you something else that I did this week for, week for Float Alchemy that I wish I would have done with Float Nashville and I think is really going to be helpful for us. And that is we made our first hire. Oh, now, wow. I know. I know. We're a month mm. out. Yes. Uh, but something interesting happened. So we have a floater who's been with us almost three years. And she is... She deals with uh, Sjogren's and fibromyalgia. She's a very faithful floater, great personality, lovely human being. <laughs> and she does a lot of work for, she does kind of um, uh, just contract work for different companies, helping them with the maintain their Facebook pages, that sort of thing. And she approached us a few weeks ago and said, hey, you know, um, I would love to help you in some ways. And she happens to live in Murfreesboro, which is the town we're going into. And she said, you know, you have a lot of really big companies that a lot of people in Murfreesboro work at. And I would love to go to the wellness uh, centers and, uh, or I mean, sorry, to the HR pe people R and okay, promote a wellness program for nice. you. Nice. Awesome. So uh, we had, we sat down. I said, sure, I'd love to talk to you about this. So we sat down, had a conversation. I learned a lot more about this lovely lady. Um, she's very active in her community as I was saying, you know, I would love to, of course, do a wellness program with these companies, but I'd also really like to connect with people in the community, the yoga centers, the gyms, and, and really be active in the Chamber of Commerce, which in the city we're going into is quite a, quite a big deal. Okay. And she said, oh, I know. She's like, I know all those people. I, they all know me <laughs> at the Chamber of Commerce. I go to all the meetings, and I know the, the people. She's like, I would love to continue I, to continue this. And after I'm done with the wellness program, you know, maybe we can work on this community. I told her some of our plans for community involvement. She's like, oh, yeah, I know people. I know this person. We can go nice. here. We can do this. And she was giving us these great ideas. So I'm like, okay. But at um, some point you're, you're like, I can't good. afford you. Right? Yeah, I was, that's, I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> But this is all too good to be true. So yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I said, now, you know, and we're getting to the end of this conversation. And I'm going, um, so, you know, I can't pay a whole lot. My budgets, my budgets are tiny. I got to make uh, 400K. And if I can't do that, I can't. Then I just, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, I don't, exactly. If I don't get paid, if I don't meet my goals, <laughs> no one gets paid. Um, when you say 400K, are we talking about pennies? Of course, that would still be an awful lot of pennies, wouldn't it? I'd love that many pennies. I'd yeah, scrape and duck okay. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we had, we had a, a good conversation. She said, well, you know, I'm on disability. I can't do a whole lot. She's like, oh. there's a lot of things that I can't do. I can't be lifting things. I can't really do a whole lot. But I can make a certain amount every month. 
and it just happened to be amount that um, an amount that works really, really well with my marketing budget. Nice. So I'm like, you're hired. Wow. And <laughs> she has a service dog. And she's like, and I want to bring my service dog <laughs> once a week. And I, I'm going to bring my service dog and sit in the lounge nice. and hang out with the people. Nice. I said, you're hired. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things that we really uh. did not do well at Float Nashville is because it was just Mark and I for the first probably six, eight months, we were there every day to leave the to leave the space, to leave Float Nashville, and to go and – network and to be in our community just was not happening and when we did it we kind of did it half-assed you right. know yep, yep. you do what you can I can relate but it to that it was not there was no system to it there was nothing um and I think that hurt us uh mm -hmm. you know those are the things that are important to us and that we want to do but it really was not ideal so I'm super excited that we found so someone who is so lovely and has a you know, is already in the community and has those that networking who's going to be working with us. And she loves floating and she loves what we do. And she understands who we are as a brand and as people. Totally, and she understands yes. our priorities. Uh, so uh, this feels kind of like a dream come true. And I'm, yeah. I'm meeting with her tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to hash out a hash out a wellness plan and some options so that and and develop some materials that she can take with her and start that process here within the next three weeks or so that's awesome yeah. phenomenal Isn't that like fun? not only this human being and everything she wants to do and that she loves floating and everything but that she lives in the town you're opening your second flow center is just the absolute <laughs> linchpin like that's crazy it feels like a dream Bless her heart. That is amazing. Bless, <laughs> bless her heart, for sure. Uh, yeah, we're bless her heart for putting up with with us. But um, yeah, it, it feels like a dream come true. This is something we did not have it budgeted for. We did not have a plan for it. It kind mm -hmm. of fell in our laps, mm -hmm. and I'm super excited. These are the by. things. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. these are the things that you grab onto and totally. you um, and you just kind of take it and enjoy the adventure and enjoy the, gift. the the treat yeah, yeah. for sure it's Super a gift. gift and and yeah. well two two things one is i completely want to echo like the that that is exactly what we should be doing since day one of opening since six months before we opened the float shop and it's just one of those things that's so hard to do when you're just juggling so many different mm -hmm. things so to have yeah. somebody exclusively doing that for you is amazing and then the other thing that's really important i think is the fact that she does float at your place regularly because there's something special there and it's not complete randomness and kismet. It's also like you've cultivated this and the culture at float yeah. Nashville to, to, for this to be able to potentially come about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And that is the beauty. One of the things that we talk about, we preach about, and I think we all do, uh, is we have these relationships. We get to know our clients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, oh, they're coming in. It's, oh, hi, Vicki, how are you doing today? How is your, how's your dog? We know, remember your dog was sick the last time. Or, or, you know, uh, hi, Nancy, how's your son doing? How's your, you know, how's your husband doing? He's been traveling a lot and he's been having some health problems. How are you doing? How are you holding up? You know, you know these things about your client. It's yeah. not just, hi, how are you doing today? Let nope. me get you settled in a tank. It's, yeah, it's, it's ongoing. It, that's so true. It's, it's, it's really different than like retail, but even just like a regular spa tends not to be that way, you know. But I urge you all to just take a moment and really be conscious of the type of interactions you have because those interactions are not normal interactions for most other businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. 
and we have something as an industry we have something really special for and sure it turns out some really cool surprises like we had this week well congratulations <laughs> to, to both of you that's so <laughs> cool what a great symbiotic relationship too that just makes me so happy uh, congrats to that and may i just ask how your business partner is doing how's mark i, ah. I sometimes feel like he's lost in the shuffle at least on yeah. the show like what how, what he's up to what's going on well, it is baseball season, and his team, the LA Dodgers, are in the World Series, so I don't see a whole lot of Mark <laughs> these days. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been told that once the Dodgers lose or win the series, I'll see him that again. But he's totally back in on the business. Uh, <laughs> what a great time. Wow. That's terrible. Uh, no, I, I shouldn't say that. He's he's actually been quite busy. You know, he's making the tanks for the next location. Right, right. And so most of his work lately has been with working with the fiberglass guy. We're wow. rehabbing, re completely, completely redoing an Oasis tank. And it's been a really fun project. Mm. We're taking out the liner. He's completely developed a different way to heat. We're adding nice. an inline liner. We've actually redesigned uh, some of the, some of the features of the tank itself. And we had the same problem with bubbling, which some people have been talking about that recently. So uh, we've fiberglass. The fiberglass yeah. mm -hmm. on the Oasis tank. So uh, we've completely taken care of that. Looks like a brand new tank. It's gorgeous. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And he has been working on that project. He's been building all the other tanks. They're all fiberglass. Okay. Uh, this time around. <laughs> so his his entire life really has been trying to make sure everything is ready on time because okay. he knows that <laughs> I will I will scream and be upset <laughs> if they aren't. <laughs> he knows our timeline now because I've drilled it into him many, many, many hours. Uh, so, yeah, he's been super busy. Glad for the update on Mark. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slaving away and watching uh, the Dodgers. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> I know what Jeremy's wants to talk about, so I'm going to hold off to to ask Jeremy about his week real quick here, and just <laughs> I it is sorry, sorry, Jeremy. I promise I'm going to let you talk. I promise. But uh, I just wanted to just share real quick. Um, we had our employee meeting uh, this month, and uh, first of all, I love the shop. People who work at the shop love the shop, and gosh, it just feels so good to feel good about your business. Uh, there have been so many times where there's so much to do, or just things that are going wrong, what have you, and uh, it's just, it's felt good for a while now, and, and I'm loving that. Um, with that being said, there are just little tweaks and things that come up in my mind that I think will come up for other float centers as well, which is uh, one thing for me, and I'll just zero in on this one little thing, which is the difference, mm, yeah, the different information that is told in the intro and the different information that is told in the room itself. And because sometimes it's not the same person giving that introduction, and maybe you only do have one employee on at a time, but someday you'll have multiples, making sure it's extremely clear and in your documentation what's covered at the beginning and what's covered in the end. And that doesn't mean they're reading a script to their people completely checked out. You can totally play around with the things that you're talking about, but we know that these things will be covered. And so uh, one of the things actually Brian was floating today and, and a customer actually brought this up was she was like, how do you, how do you let me know when the float is done? And um, it was her second float that she was about to go in for. And she's like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about it during my last float. How do, are they going to knock? You know, how are they going to let me know that my float is, is done? And to me, I'm like, oh my God, that is such a critical component to giving an introduction, right? Like that is so important because your mind can just start taking you out of the float experience, wondering what's going to, oh, yeah. 
you know, you just start thinking about, are, am I going to be able to hear it? Like, are they going to forget about me? How do we do this? And then you start thinking about that instead of letting go. And so that's something I'm really sure to go over. And I'm, I'm pretty explicit with our employees as well. But we have noticed that that hasn't been happening as well. And uh, funny enough, that happened today during a... Uh, um, after we opened. So, um, yeah, we're just going to make sure that that's fine tuned. And I thought it was worth bringing up just because that's something that I think all float centers are going to deal with at one point or another. And you certainly mm-hmm. deal with the fact that there are two places for education because there's just too much information to walk through in the room. If, right. if you're caring for your floats in that manner, I think there are some places where it's like, Hey, welcome, jump in, have a good time, have a good. <laughs> and that just doesn't, <laughs> That doesn't float my boat, per se. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you want to put people at ease as well, right? Especially right. if it's only their first or second float. It's mm-hmm. like, and you know there's other there's a, someone coming into the tank after you. It's like, oh, no. Oh, right, make yeah. sure. I still get I still get anxious hopping out of the tank. I'm like, oh, like, better not take too long in the shower. Like, you know, the <laughs> oh, turnover's wow. happening, and you got to hop out. Well, didn't um, you, weren't you saying even today, Brian, it was, what did you say? Like, you heard the music, but the light hadn't come on, or what was yeah, what by the it? time I came to in the tank, the music was at full volume, but the light was still off in the tank. So I like I didn't know what to do with myself because usually like music, music fades in, light turns on at the same time. And now I'm just like, have I been out this whole time? Did they crank the volume because like I haven't gotten out of the tank? Like what's going on? You see my silhouette with a mop handle poking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lid is cracked open and, and Dylan's mop poking stick is hitting me in the head. It's like, oh, I guess it's time to get out. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, you have some pretty disorienting floats. Brian like thinks he's going to wake up in Albuquerque. Like he He travels during his floats. I don't know. You float differently than I do, Ryan. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Different experience for every floater. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeremy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good Thank to have you, you on. <laughs> it's so cool to be here. And I get to see you guys while we're doing this, so that's nice. fun, too. Yeah, these beautiful... Mu- we get really dressed up for these podcasts. <laughs> it's really a loss for our listeners. They don't get to see us. <laughs> And Jeremy, you don't get to see my pajama bottoms that I'm wearing right now, too. I know I look professional up top, but uh, maybe we can do a private thing. Yeah, like we'll talk about that after the show. Yeah. That cost uh, extra. Oh. Yeah, that's the premium pod. Yeah. What level Patreon supporter are you? <laughs> um, hey, Jeremy, how's your week been? <laughs> it's been interesting, man. We are. Uh, I'm training a new. Uh, a new employee right now so oh cool yeah and how many employees do you have how many float tanks maybe we should walk back yeah a little okay bit to, yeah i guess we're jumping right into this week but really we have to know <laughs> something about you first yeah so we're in san antonio and we've got four tanks now we actually started out with three uh we started okay. out with two pods and one cabin and then we added a fourth pod like three or four months later because we were doing well enough to be able to Excellent. do that so that was cool. pretty exciting mm-hmm. and um yeah we 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 run things a little bit different than than some places we've got what we call front and back of the house so a lot of times we have uh somebody in the back that's handling cleaning laundry mm-hmm. that type of stuff and then somebody in the front that's taking phone calls scheduling helping clients doing the walkthrough all that kind of stuff and so mm-hmm. um this is the first time i've had to train somebody in what we would consider front of the house so uh mm-hmm. there's more to it than i remember so it's been interesting trying <laughs> to get in all those little details you know guiding them through um 
the scheduling software and, oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been interesting, but I think she's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, gosh, uh, learning new software for me is just always just the worst. Like yeah, we uh, iOS just got updated. And I'm I'm ready to throw my phone at the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, I get but it. But Helm Helm is great. We're using Helm, and cool. it's been awesome. But um, but yeah, always new things are always a challenge when it comes to software. And outside of the software, do you? Well, let me ask. Do you have a manual? Do you have everything documented, or are you sourcing it from your head while trading? <laughs> You listen to the show, you know. You should have a yeah, manual, right? Yeah, I am not as organized as Amy. I wish I was. But... <laughs> Nobody's as organized as Amy. Yeah. yeah, seriously. There's something wrong with you if you are. <laughs> I get it. And I get it, you know. It's been it's been be on one. the list for a while. Yeah, I've been it's been but it's it just keeps getting bumped down by all this other stuff. So um uh, I've actually, we're, we're working on that during this process. I'm like, Hey, if you take notes while I'm kind of guiding you through this stuff, then I can just type that out later and it'll be ready for <laughs> the next person. So yes, she's yes. taking copious notes, which I'm sure is very helpful for the, for the training process, but <laughs> that is our manual in process yeah, right take, now. Take your notes right here in this Google doc. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm curious though. Is is there things? Obviously, there are some things that you know ahead of time that you're going to be training them on. Like you were saying, you know they have to be trained on the software. But are there things that have come up and you're like, oh yeah, I, that's really important. I need to make sure they know how to do this, and I didn't think about that before. What are some things that as people are hiring, maybe even for the first time, some things that they need to think about? Yeah. Um, I I really was hoping that we would just kind of run across somebody awesome like like your situation that was a client and it would just kind of work out but um she actually had had never floated before and I I had probably would not have thought that I would have hired somebody that hadn't really floated before and so part of her training processes were forcing her into all of these float sessions <laughs> to yeah. get that to get that experience but you know San Antonio when we when we opened us and one other float center opened at the same time within six weeks of each other. Wow. Um, and then in the meantime, there have been uh, three other float centers that have opened. So we went from zero to five in one year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we'll, that might we'll, be a record. Talk, yeah, we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, it just turned out, you know, we put it up on our Facebook and uh, it we just weren't running across anybody that um, had a lot of float experience, but she came in and she had her resume with her and she was really excited and had the right attitude. So I think that's kind of most important. So, um, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, let's just, we'll, we'll get some floats under your belt. That, yeah. that part's easy. <laughs> and, uh, but there were some things, you know, just habits that you get into that you don't really think about that are, you don't realize that you need to train on until you're in the moment. So, um, gosh, it's, there's so many little details about how you, you walk through your day and how, you know, you, you know, when you put them into the, into the pod that you got to go up to the front and start the session and it's just right. instinct yes. now. But, um, so I'm being, I'm being like, my best self right now because <laughs> I know she's watching. So all the extra stuff on. is happening that that sometimes, you know, you're like, 
I'll go and check the restroom in a little bit. But yeah. now everything is happening exactly how it should and in so much more detail because I know that she's mm. watching. So I'm like very <laughs> meticulously checking the rooms because we have a habit. Of course, I'm sure everyone does this. But, you know, after the room's clean, we still have uh, the person go back there and check the room a second time. You know, look inside the tank. Uh, you know, just check the room just to make sure nothing's out of place. There's not one of those pesky hairs sitting on a handle yes. or something that yeah, will just ruin your day. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I'm extra meticulous when I'm doing that so you can see how important it is. And, um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Look, so. I really care. Do you see this? I, I really care. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it every day. Mm -hmm. Every single time. That's how we do it. Yeah. Nice. But, um, yeah, so that's been interesting. And then, uh, as it right now, there's, uh, I mentioned these, this to you guys earlier. There is a, a feature of altered states happening at a theater across the street. And uh, that's an event we've been oh. working on. Oh, you're creating it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, uh, we have a, our, our local NPR station does this Cinema Tuesdays thing. And um, I, I've attended it and always thought it was a lot of fun. They play older movies. And I just, spur of a moment, one night I sent them an email. And I was like, hey, you guys should play Altered States. We'll sponsor it. Not having any idea of how much that would cost or <laughs> anything else. I was just like, we'll throw this out there and see what happens. So... <laughs> Uh, a few weeks later, he responded, and he was like, hey, I, I dig that movie, and um, we'll, we're in for it. We're going to check and see you know, what it'll cost, and they got back to us, and it was actually reasonable. So, um, yeah, my wife's over there passing out brochures when the movie gets out, and, and uh, oh, since yeah. the theater is across the street, everybody's – hopefully there's going to be this stream of people coming over here, and you're going to hear banging on my office door as people yes, are just yes. waiting to sign up for floats after watching Altered States. Or it could be a terrible idea. We'll see. Well, how many people usually show up to these? Um, they usually fill out a, a, a fairly large theater. I was there. I So I, I ran from over there to here to do this. And I um, fortunately, the guy let me do a little bit of an intro and tell oh, everyone, cool. like, all right, this it's going to be all right. This is, this is a movie. They kind of took a little bit of liberty. And floating is actually this really peaceful, calming, amazing experience. And you all should come check it out afterwards. So we're having yeah. an open house with hors d'oeuvres and wine and all this stuff to make it seem really fancy and um, and yeah. Did you shut down your floats or is, are you already closed? Or? Yeah, we blocked off our last four floats. We do our last floats at eight and eight 30. And so we blocked those off and my mom's out there getting all the tables set up and all yes. that. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> my poor Thank mother. <laughs> oh my gosh. She, uh, she was a huge part of our construction process. She's oh, a painter, wow. um, and quite the, quite the talent. But when we were under construction, she was here working so hard along with my sister who's an interior designer and oh, wow. my wife taking off a week from her regular job you know the week before we opened to help oh. out with construction and all that stuff that happens when you open a business how was doing construction with your wife easy <laughs> <laughs> well it, yeah she was only there for that one week and i think it was good because she saw she saw how exhausting it can be because we mm -hmm. were we were pretty involved in the process. We had an amazing right. contractor, so that was great. But since since I had these assets in uh, a painter and an interior designer and uh, a friend that does tile, I was like, you guys just do the construction. You know, y'all do the plumbing, the framing, the electrical, and we'll, yeah. we'll pick it up from there. Piece of cake. So <laughs> I learned how to tile, and we uh, cool. yeah. Oh, nice. 
I, was, a lot of what you're saying just feels very familiar to my story of how, how we did it. That's great. And and we opened, technically we opened two tanks, but we had the third pretty quickly up. And then uh, I think it took a couple oh, of cool. years. But, uh, oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, it took like five five years before, or four years before we had our fourth float tank. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned to tile our floors and then our showers and all that stuff. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Trying to save money, of course. Yep. And uh, it also takes me back to my mom at the float conference helping me <laughs> do a, uh, our first uh, roundtable. She was handing out the, qu- the cards for people's questions and everything right. for discussion topics. Good times. <laughs> Thanks, moms. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for helping us out as entrepreneurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so did you want to share what the sponsorship, what, what, what went into that? You're like, yes, we'd love to sponsor this, oh, even though I had right. no idea. Yeah, so they, I mean, they kind of promoted the event, and, and we just thought, it, so there was probably a couple hundred people there uh, when I left, and That's so, awesome. you know, just a chance to get in front of people. I try and do as many events as we can where you get a chance to actually explain what floating is, because it, it is so new here that, uh, you know, we do Facebook ads and Google ads and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. when I have an opportunity to to look somebody in the eye and explain, you know, what all goes into it and why, you know, why each part is important and figure out where they get confused and fill in the gaps. It it goes a long way versus trying to use a video or a, a picture to right. explain what floating is. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think. my my uh, experience before this, I was in sales. So any any opportunity oh. I can get to go out to uh, events or to visit, you know, uh, yoga studios or whatever else. I try and do that as much as I can. And do you, do you feel like you get that done enough? I mean, like Amy and I were talking about how we don't like we, we would love to, and it's just not where we prioritize our time. Yeah, that was, um, that was something that, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on. So when, when we were planning float, uh, and I mentioned to you guys earlier, it took us three years to get open. So, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to put that out there that, um, it's It can be a tremendous amount of work and it can be this struggle where we definitely thought about giving up a few times. Oh. And, um, yeah, we, we, we floated up in Austin cause there were float centers there and we had the idea and, um, we started moving forward, but you, you know, you hit these different roadblocks, you know, it was so crazy. We, we got our business plan done and we, we approached this small local bank. First bank we went to approved us for an SBA loan, which is crazy. You know, we just couldn't believe that. So we got really lucky there. Uh And then we had this, uh, uh, some of the people at the float conference had to hear this story a few times, but we had this um, real estate broker, this commercial real estate broker, who's one of the worst people you'll ever meet. And he just, um, he he kind of kept us from, from securing the right location. Uh, so? Well, he, we, we actually negotiated with ooh, seven or eight different places before we landed on our location, okay. uh, losing about a year and a half of time oh. during that. And oh. we, had, we hadn't done this before, so we didn't really know. And part of the problem was he, he came actually recommended to us from a friend of mine who's a business owner. So I kind of walked in with a little bit too much trust yeah. and not enough experience. And so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I thought I was like, I got the money in my hand now with the loan. So we're good, right? You're like, I got the money. <laughs> was there a timer on the SBA loan? <laughs> yeah, no, there wasn't. Oh, and cool. nice. we didn't know that. So that was terrifying. That was part of the process where 
I I just kind of like I would check in with them occasionally and be like, no, we're we're really doing this and that and everything we can to keep this moving. And fortunately, our our banker was she was just amazing. She believed in me from the beginning and just they stayed patient with us so that we never had to redo that. You know, there was crazy amounts of paperwork. It was an SBA. So, you know, it's just, you know, one thing Maybe after nice. another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. It, it always felt like you were driving a car down a windy, dark road where you know there's another turn coming, but you're not sure which direction huh. it's going. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, SBA loans are scary. But, yeah, they huh. stuck with us. And, um, yeah, the, 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 the real estate broker, he um, – he kind of set us up for failure from the beginning. He gave us, he told us that you only want to do a 10 year note. You don't want to do other thing, anything other than that. And, you know, just a straight up 10 year, which, you know, we ended up signing a seven year with a three year option, but a lot of landlords are not comfortable with that right. when it comes to a startup. And so that was kind of setting us up for failure, but he wanted the commission on a 10 year. note. that was, that was kind of his perspective on that. And then he, we didn't know at the time, but when these things were falling apart, he was having these conversations with the landlord saying things like um, he wanted a higher commission because they were taking too long. That was an actual real thing that happened. Uh, or he was just um, too pushy or, you know, I, I went back and called some of them and found out some of the things. But basically he was doing these things to try and get put more money in his pocket, which were blowing up these deals. And I can't um believe that. How skeezy. Yeah, yeah, he gross, was gross, gross. Yeah, we're actually trying to we, we were naive enough that we gave him a retainer uh beforehand and uh he has kept that even though he got he got paid on this lease because uh, we couldn't knock him out of the deal. And so, yeah, he still has $2,000 of our money, uh, that he's keeping. So we're, we're taking him to small claims court, but either way, wow. you know, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's one of those things that, you know, just check into the person that you're working with and have conversations with that landlord directly. He <laughs> tried to keep us out of those conversations um, trying to say like, well, I'm the I'm the pro, man. You know, like you're gonna say something that's gonna blow up the deal, right. and you don't know what I, what angle I'm trying to work. He was trying to do this like I'm the professional, and you need to let me handle it. And I should have been more firm. And um, but that, I mean, would you agree with that? Like that does kind. I mean, not what he's saying. That doesn't sound reasonable. Yeah. But like, it does kind of seem reasonable to not be talking with the landlord. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it really comes down to the professional you're working with. Now, mm-hmm. I, my my real estate agent, also my architect, uh, I trusted yeah. her completely, and she did tell me to stay out, um, <laughs> uh, because, and she still does. In fact, she's also our liaison between uh, ourselves and the contractor, and she's she's kind of acting as that mediator. So um, it is true. There are some skeezy skeezy people out there, but mm-hmm. when you find someone that you trust, like Liz, is amazing, and mm-hmm. she has negotiation skills that are just so refined and so beautiful and i trusted her and i trusted her with good results uh she did us she did us right Mm -hmm. she in fact took less money from the deal in order to get us moving through so 
Yeah, so Liz did us right, and she did. She understood the first time that we worked with her. If she worked with us then, that we would work with her again right. in the future. Right. And of course, now she's yeah. not only our real estate agent. Now she's. I'm paying her as my architect, and I'm paying her mm. in another role. And as we move on to the next project, she'll be involved mm-hmm. with that. And I've hired her husband as my branding person. Nice. And I'm, you know, so <laughs> she's been it on the show. Keeps going on and on. Yeah, she's been on the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends. If you find the right person, if you find someone who's ethical, if you find someone who's very passionate, particularly about small business, mm-hmm. they understand small business. Uh, it really is better if you can allow them to do that. But it takes a lot of trust, and yeah, you are you already saw this. I'm assuming. You, you kind of knew. You have had some right. feelings. You had yeah. some intuition that things weren't, something was wrong, I, not right there. I didn't follow my gut, and that's probably mm. another lesson from all of this is I'd never liked the guy from the beginning as a person, yeah. and I should have I should have known. I mean, I knew he was a sleazy guy, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the person that, that referred him to us, he was like, you probably won't like him as a person, but he's an amazing negotiator. So I was like... <laughs> Well, you want For that. himself, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've, uh, there is two sides to it. I mean, he did negotiate a really great deal for us where we ended up. You know, we ended up, oh, okay. um, I'll just put it out there. We we got 50000 in build-out dollars. Uh, this space needed a lot of work. So, I mean, nice. some of that was, nice. um, and then three, uh, three months, no rent. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, six months because it was construction and then three months. So six months, no rent, 50000 in build-out dollars. So, I mean, the the 2000 that we lost, maybe we, we ended up ahead on that deal because he did, he did put them through the ringer to to get us the, the best deal here. So okay. there's two okay. sides to it, you know. Um, but I'm glad where we ended up, it, uh, it ended up being a great spot for us. So it all worked out in the end. Yeah, you're yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, it's hard when you don't know in the beginning. I didn't know what to expect. It's all a learning process, and you do yeah. the best you can, yeah. mm-hmm. and you hope for the best, and then you learn, and the next time you do better. And I would say one thing you could do to, because it is true that if you if you don't have a lot of experience with negotiating these things, which most of us aren't going to, mm-hmm. if if you see a deal going south, I think then you could you could always go back and say. Hey, I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. If I had done that, I may have been able to salvage something sooner. Oh, but so maybe that's a way where you can have the best of both worlds. Let let that person handle that. And if you feel like there was maybe something where it's usually a miscommunication, you know. And if you can get mm-hmm. in front of them, and maybe it's that they don't really understand floating enough. Because I had landlords where they kind of brushed us off, but then when I had a chance to sell them directly they were a lot more open to it that was you know one of the few times he let us speak to them directly so um yeah it, it is a it is a tough tough deal to kind of negotiate and to work around but you you really kind of want to stay in involved involved in some way so that you know that your your voice is being heard mm-hmm. you were trying to open for three years what kept you going during that time oh. why didn't you say f it we I, I mean there was a few times you know because you know when we got to like the sixth or seventh place that fell through and some of them we got far along i mean you know at, i think who was it was it dana was talking about you know you get the plans already set up you got your heart set on a place oh, there right. was yes yeah. yeah, there was one that was right next door to a wellness place where we were going to partner up, and and that fell through. And there were there were so many heartbreaks, but you mm-hmm. know, it's just um, I, I think that 
I, I was able to prove to myself that I had that, that toughness and grit that I thought that I had before I opened my own business. <laughs> um, I came to floating through, you know, I, I had the experience, but I was already kind of looking for a business. I, I, I've always mm-hmm. been an entrepreneur. It's just kind of been in my blood because huh. of the way my, my dad just kind of instilled that in me. So nice. I was nice. kind of, you know, I had my feelers out, but I... I'm kind of glad that it happened later in my life because I was I'm smart enough now to have known that I didn't want to open a business to try focused on making money or you know something that would was prestigious. I I wanted I knew I wanted to open something mm-hmm. that I could feel good about and go to every day and enjoy doing and not feel like I was just going to another job. And so I saw this opportunity with San Antonio no float centers and um, we we loved floating. Uh, fortunate enough to go and float up at Zero Gravity Institute in Austin, nice. uh, and that place is amazing. And uh, Kevin and Carol were amazing mentors for us too. So oh, awesome! Yeah. Oh, that's so. I always hear such good things about them, and I'm, I'm oh. so glad that keeps getting echoed and said again and again. Y'all should that's really wonderful. have them on. Kevin is just a wealth of knowledge. Of course, he's on. You know, he's on the board with the FDA with mm-hmm. Carol now. So. You know, there's that connection, but, you know, they manufacture float tanks, the zero-gravity float tank, and they have a float center. So, man, we couldn't have lucked out more by <laughs> having all of that knowledge uh, just mm. a phone call away. Gosh, yeah, that's great. And, yeah, we are working, actually, to get Kevin on the show, so that, that should be happening hopefully sooner than later. But, yeah, oh. that yeah, he's... He's, he's a sweetie for sure. <laughs> I'll text him a, a nudge for you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, let's see here. Three years. Um, yeah, yeah, Dana, Dana also had a little bit of a rough time. You mentioned, mentioned her, like she had the blueprints all done up and everything. Mm. And she just had this insane, has this insane fire to just absolutely keep, keep going. Nothing will stop her from opening her float center. And she will be one, two, three, I think the fifth, fourth or fifth. I lose count now. Uh, and I think one of our float centers is actually closing down their single float tank. They're mostly mm. massage and crushing it with their massage. And uh, I think they're going to shut down their float tank. Um, and, well, I won't get into too much detail. But anyway, um, she, she is starting in an industry where uh, there's already a bunch of float centers. You started, well, I guess technically you said, what, you open six weeks apart? Were you before them? Or? Yeah, no. Oh, that was that was one of the big heartbreaks, man. And it's it doesn't matter now at all, but... We, we had this idea in our head that we were going to be the first float center oh, in San Antonio. And that right. was like, yeah, that was something that was just, we just felt really good about. Like we're right. bringing this thing to a new city. <laughs> and it was, you know, one of the things that I highlighted in my business plan, we were the largest city in the United States that didn't have a float center at oh, the time. Wow. Yeah, so it was crazy. And so, you know, <laughs> we and we keep hitting these roadblocks and we're getting nervous because there was a guy that was talking about it before us. And you, you meet 20 people when you're out marketing that – Dude, I was going to open a float center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, my Met God. Met a bunch of those. And and yes. then this, but the one that ended up uh, getting open ahead of us, like, totally blindsided us. And it was so, oh, it's such a sad story. We were we were in Kevin's office. And we were up there. We've, we just got done floating. My wife and I, we just signed a lease. And we're all excited. We're like, hey, we're ready to order our tanks. And um, we're in there. And Kevin's like, Hey, uh, I wonder if this place is like close to you guys. And we're like, dude, 
what place are you talking about? He's like, I just, I just signed a deal with these folks. They're getting some tanks, oh. and I was, my no poor, way. my wow, oh, oh, my poor lovely wife just started crying. Oh and, god! <laughs> and I'm just there, like, just got, like, we just got hit by a train. Yeah, and, talk about um, wind out of your sails. Oh, so now man. he's on, he's on Google Maps, putting in their address, and we're like. Here's our address, just to make sure we're not like neighbors or something. Sure. Like we had no sharing idea. a building, <laughs> but it all worked out, man. They were they're like you know far enough away that we're not oh, just cool. right on top of each other, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's really just especially in a city where like nobody nobody was really expecting it or anything. It's just whoever you get in touch with, those are your clients. Mm -hmm. I don't really see it as we're battling for clients or anything like that um although we 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 have had some some like little run-ins you know um but uh overall uh we've tried to be really friendly with it <laughs> with all the all of our float friends here in run, san antonio do, do you mind delving into that I, I mean i'm sure you want to be no it's cool i think it's i think it's something worth talking about and okay, i have cool. a little idea of something i wanted to casually discuss on the okay. show that that kind of pertains so so yeah we're we're in this market where people are just you know we we had we were fortunate enough we had people that were already really excited and they were just waiting for a float center to open so you know we oh, we cool. were we were pretty good about you know we had that three-year runway so we took advantage of it we <laughs> <laughs> smartest thing we did is we had right. the, we had the website up years ago just to tease people for you know, it's like you're at the concert and you're waiting for that headliner to come on. You know, they're, they think you're, you know, we think they're just sitting back there goofing off, but they're actually just getting really pumped for the show. So we were just getting really pumped for the show another for three years. Band, another opening band. <laughs> yeah. What are these guys uh, going to open? But uh, no, we, you know, we got our Facebook up, we had our website up. And so we, we already had this following. So when we opened the doors, we were fortunate enough that we we're, we we're hitting over, over 300 floats a month from like day one. So that was amazing. Wow. Um, and I think, um, you know, uh, the other places that have opened up, I think they were more focused on, you know, just, just getting your doors open and then we'll, we'll get people in. And so we've really benefited from, you know, putting that marketing out there and, and helping, you know, that's really helped us stay busy. But, um, yeah, as the, as the other places have popped up, uh, a few months back, I kind of sent out an email to everyone and I said, Hey, we just want you guys to know we want to be friends. We don't see this as competitive. And I don't know if it was weird. I felt like part, part of me, like this felt really normal to me, but sometimes you know how you do something and you're like, this might be weird to other people. But I kind of, I actually outlined these like ethical standards that we would hold ourselves to so that they would understand where we were coming from. Huh. And so I said, you know, we won't, we won't steal your marketing. We, uh, if somebody comes to our facility on accident and they had an appointment at your facility, we'll send them to you. And, sure. you know, cause actually one of the places ended up on the same road as us, you know, five miles away, but same road, different oh, okay. address, uh -huh. you know, so those type of things, we, we really wanted them to understand that we were going to try and conduct ourselves outside cool, yeah. the norm from a conventional business, but in the way that float, gener float centers should. And, um, you know, one of the places uh, just doesn't seem too concerned about being part of a, a, a community. And, um, mm. 
maybe put out an ad that said they were the only float center in town <laughs> when there were <laughs> there were four of us here. Whoa. You know, so it's just ballsy. Wow. It can, mm-hmm, it can be a little <laughs> hard to just smile through that, but we, um, you know, yeah. And they they we we found out that there was some poaching of our Instagram people and little things like that. Yeah. Um, so, but ho- hopefully we're, you know, we're kind of, we're just trying to focus on what we do and, and, but I think it, uh, it is kind of worth being said that, you know, we, we are a community and we should treat each other like, um, friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, how does it affect, I mean, poaching Instagram followers, that's a really interesting one, but. But uh, saying they're the only one, what have you, does it irk you inside? Are you able to brush it aside and go like, we're focused on what we're doing. They can, they're in our wake, you know, they're doing whatever. We're trailblazing. Or does it kind of eat you up a little bit? No, I, I wish that I could say that I'm just totally zen about it and being the dude and just <laughs> I float, ignoring man. it. I don't let this touch me. I fl- I'm a floater, so no, I'm good. But no, it did, uh, you know, I can be a little competitive, and it did hmm. um, It did get on our skin. More from the, 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 the side that, you know, we're, we're floaters, you know, like, uh, totally. just, I don't know. That was the part that bothered me more than anything. It wasn't mm. really the business side of it. It was just that, why, why would you be in this industry, but then have those kind of, uh, standards. And that was really just more confusing than anything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to step in here because <laughs> we have a similar situation in Nashville. We have one that opened up recently and uh, another one that I think may have just opened up or they're getting ready to. And a third one that's going to be opening up wow. next year outside of us. And I have reached out to all the people and we have asked them to go out for drinks. Uh, we sent flowers to the opening of one float center and we've heard nothing why is no it gotta response. be like that not anything and it's like just drinks i'm just i just thought drinks would be okay um and not even a response or not even a thank you yeah. for flowers or you know that's We're just swamped. normal like, i yeah. mean so weird. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's really and you know I, y'all first of all i think portland has set way too high of a bar because yeah. y'all y'all get along Speaking of bar, yeah. y'all like each other <laughs> nice. uh, <laughs> um, and it's really frustrating when I, I i don't view any of them as as comp- competition um simply because we just serve different target markets it's not it doesn't I, it's actually helped us it really has this is not a lie it really has helped us tremendously having other float centers open so yeah. it's been a very positive thing from that standpoint but uh, yeah, it really is a bummer, and it's hard not to take it personally. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I did my, my breath smell? Do you smell it over the email? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, you want that because, you know, it is a lonely business. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. number one, is lonely. But the float tank industry, we have special, you know, needs. We have special issues that we have to deal with that it's really nice if there's a float center nearby that you can just reach out to if you need something yeah and absolutely it's a bummer and and it's just not it's not a wise business decision either i mean if you get together and you start talking about floats you're going to learn from them too or at least it's going to get your gears turning i mean similar to the show or the round tables like just when the float centers in portland when we all get together and we start talking float sanj and i drive home talking about our business you know and things that we could be doing You, you pick up on stuff 
and on the other side of that, we had an, another place that, um, you know, that we uh, we ended up we were missing a hose from one of our tanks, and they were they kind of had oh. the same same kind. So they they lent us something, and then when they opened, we we lent them something. So there was also like that happened too. So you know, that's mm. cool. it's you know you just got to take each situation on its own. But um, I think another thing that that kind of frustrated us is, is that we we saw that uh, same culprit that they were just taking whatever we're doing marketing wise and copying that. I mean, there was a time like two weeks later, boom, there was, it was going to be the exact same thing up. And so, you know, I, I know y'all spend a lot of time trying to come up with these ideas and being creative and it's, you know, when you're, when you're putting it on float collective and there's, you know, someplace across the right, country yeah. that's <laughs> borrowing it, like I'm all about that. You know, we've, we've put them on there and, and, it's kind of like it makes you feel good when other places can use it, but when you're in the in the same city, I think there should be a little bit of, you know, respect for that. That you know, you know, same or, or at least attention to put your own spin on it, make it your own. Yeah. Rather than yeah. absolutely replicating it, I think, is kind of what we're about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's going to be certain ideas that that obviously cross over, but you know. I I am curious how they're doing. I'm curious when businesses do that and, and their franchises that remind me of that style. And I'm just curious, like when businesses operate with kind of more the, the dollar sign being the priority, I'm curious how that impacts business. Because I think you can, I mean, most businesses are successful, you know, looking at that bottom line and, and the dollar bill. And I, I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't um, I don't really have any way to... I've been curious about that as well, and, and I hope they're I hope they're doing good, but we, we haven't really been able to uh, to, to see that. And um, uh, but it's um, it's been it's been a little bit of a challenge. And I, I think so one of the, the kind of a little bit more sensitive uh, thing that um, that I also want to discuss is that um, some of pretty much all of the other places that have opened up have done uh, c cut corners in certain ways, you oh, know, and, and okay. specifically in like soundproofing. And I can be, I can be very particular and anal about details. So we put a tremendous amount of work and research and, you know, I, I listened to every art of the float podcast. I read every <laughs> single float collective post. I, nice. I, read every float tank solutions blog. I did everything that I could to educate myself. And then, um, you know, we start to, we start to have clients come in and they're like, you know, I almost didn't try floating again because I was in this tank and there was light coming in and I heard people yeah. talking in the hallway yeah. and I'm like, oh, man, that that's not floating. Like that's not mm -hmm. the experience. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really struggle with the idea of, I don't want to be a snob about it. And I know that, you know, our situation is different from other folks where, you know, we, we had the loan and the funding to be able to, mm. um, you know, uh, open a really, really great place with, with those details covered. You know, not that we did everything perfect, but we put a lot of work into that, you know, our 12 inch thick, massive walls, but, and then, and then you hear those things where you like in our city where people have never heard of it and then they went and tried it and they had this experience that wasn't, um, wasn't great. It, it kind of makes me, you know, uh, a little, yeah, I do get frustrated by that. Yeah. And, and there also does have to be some empathy for, 
Yeah, you don't you don't have you didn't get an SBA loan, or you're trying to trying to bootstrap this as your own small business. So you don't have access to this, or for whatever reason. And maybe we should ask more from people to go. Maybe you you really should be doing more to to have more money to really represent this the way that it should be. Uh, yeah, yeah. it was an interesting interesting discussion, interesting topic. Yeah, and it's it was something that my wife and we had a conversation about whether you know we wanted to bring up because you don't. Like I said, I don't want to come across as a snob and you yeah. don't want to, to I, do, I absolutely do not want to belittle anyone. Like I love, you know, first place we floated was a, uh, you know, a Samadhi tank on the second floor of a residential house. And we walked down the hallway and, and, you know, went into just a regular bathroom shower, you know, and <laughs> nice. we still had a good float, you know, yeah, so, yeah. but at the same time, uh, they, it was it was quiet, you know. The mm, the okay. people handled the situation really well, and you know this could have been a completely different story if we had had a different float experience the first time. Yeah. So, yeah. it's you know it's it's tough to decide. You know, who's who's to say what's you know what's the right thing. Yeah, um, and I agree that it's not nose in the air, but it is a passion for the product, right? Right, like, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, and and I'm guilty of not having perfect soundproofing in my float center, and that irks the hell out of me when I jump into my float tanks. That drives me nuts when I, I hear vibrations we, coming through. And over yeah. time, you know, we're improving it and improving it. But yeah, um, I, it's well, just an interesting topic. Sorry, what were you? What were no, saying? I was gonna say we we there's still some things that we're working on. We still struggle with our walls are amazing. Like I can actually run a vacuum outside of our rooms and you won't hear it in the float That's tank but yeah you 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 know heavy feet down the hallway our our, our place is um uh, it's on a concrete foundation but it's actually a pier and beam concrete foundation which is a unique combination um it was amazing for plumbing because we just core drilled straight through the slab and we have hang- pipes hanging down below where we can oh, access okay. them anytime but yeah heavy feet will still come through in there. So, and so it's like a floating cement floor, basically? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Yeah, it. so vibrations are something that we still struggle with. And oh, interesting. So it's just, it's just a really strict policy around here about um, my, my poor employees have been, you know, me down the hallway, like, making you know, gestures like, watch your feet, you know, and I, oh, I just, <laughs> yeah. just worked a shift at the shop uh, the other day and I, I ended it with a talk to everybody of like, Hey, these shoes are causing too much noise. Like I hear you clumping up and down the stairs. And, uh, even today, Sandra and I, for the employee meeting, we, we were driving home and I saw a pair of shoes, just the feet. Cause we, uh, I want to go into details, but all I could see were her feet. And I was like, that's our LMT shoes right there. And then we turned around and we saw it was our LMT. I, I know those shoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you're, you are not alone with that. Are and you doing things like laying down um, rugs, carpets, things with like carpet padding underneath? We, we have carpet. Contact? Um, I think for that, it's just that awareness is, is working out pretty good most of the time. Nice. You know, it's, good, good. Uh, but the, the thing that I am struggling with that I'm going to try and improve is, um, when a a filter is running in a in a pod next to a room, there is just even so slight, just a little bit of a hum. Mm-hmm. Um, I did raise our filter units and I put um, some of those really awesome vibration pads under it, and that helped a little bit. That did actually cut out a little bit of that vibration. But um, so we have the isopods, are the brand of pods that we have. Uh, cool. Been been pretty happy with them. We haven't had any any 
uh, technical issues with them. Nice. Um, but I, I think that the it's just a regular foam mat that they come with. Yeah. Um, I think that the square pads that are rubber and um, cork. Uh, cork, I yeah. think those are a little bit better because um, in the zero gravity tank, Kevin uses just um, a, a grid of those. And yeah. it's, it could also be partially the design of that tank, but um, yeah. we get much less vibration noise in there. So I'm been putting off i'm gonna dump the tank the pods and redo that situation under cool. there to try cool. and improve it well now elephant in the room at least in my head is you're running pumps while people are floating so you said earlier like 8 and 8 30 are your last floats and i forgot to jump on that and be like what are yeah. you talking about sir yeah so that's i know i've i've heard that um a lot of float centers do and you know this is I, I don't really know 100%, but um, do all their floats at the same time? Is that what y'all normally do? We do. Yeah, yes. okay. So we, we do have, we have them in pairs, uh, staggered. Um, and uh, part of the reason for that is, so we do the, the setup where we've got massage chairs. And uh, so they do 15 minutes in a massage mm -hmm. chair. Uh, we've got locker rooms where they hang out, hang out before. And so... Um, it's it's kind of part of that process um so yeah that is something that we've we've thought about um it with our design we're not able to do four floats at the same time um and then also part of the process is we guide people through individually uh sometimes in couples but um yeah. that's kind of part of that care that's um, like that but the, what do you what do you mean you can't you said the design so, so with the massage chairs, so we actually have three massage chairs and four oh. float tanks. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and so that's something that I, you know, I, you know, I talk about the, the, the soundproofing, but we, we even haven't perfected it enough to where, um, I don't even know if anybody can, can even notice the, the hum because it's so, so slight in there. But, um, if I'm, if I'm nitpicking, that's something that we have to improve on. But that, yeah, that's so funny. I just had a quote unquote really bad float. I mean, I, I had a good float, but I also came out just like, God, I could hear these vibrations coming through. And and then other employees float and they think I'm crazy because mm -hmm. they, they can't hear anything. I'm like, I think you just become hyper aware as an owner, maybe. I, yeah. We, like, I don't have great hearing, <laughs> but I... Uh, and we have figured. We can hear that semi. Out front, that's <laughs> right. for sure. Oh, uh, we get this dumpster situation. Oh, they boy. come twice a week, and they won't <laughs> let us um, alter the time. And since oh. since we're above, we're actually above the dumpsters. Like our our floor is, oh, you know, high. It's about twenty feet in the air, and and they, I think I we joke that we have the angriest dumpster guy in the world because he <laughs> slams those things down, <laughs> and that's it's crazy. this boom. It's and that's the that's the one thing that that makes it through there, um, and yeah, some kind of a if it's um, that that low hum, those are just so difficult to to knock out. But we have figured out a way where we can, when if uh, we we opened up our times to where we have a little bit extra, and so we actually pause the filtration sometimes so that it doesn't filter until the next units do it. Oh, so cool, we've right. yeah okay. we figured a little workaround so that you know people aren't. Um, you know that that's not an not an issue all the time, uh, but if we're we're fully booked, then sometimes they can overlap, and it's it's a little bit tough. Can I ask one more tiny? I, yeah. 
I know this is going to really narrow down our listenership here of just isopod <laughs> owners, but you know, I or we are sure to press the start button before we go in to introduce people into the room. You had mentioned that you go in afterwards. I will forget 100% of the time to start that float if I wait till afterwards. We do both. I like the, um, I like the, the look and the, you know, I like having the music, everything. So we press start, we go and grab them out of the massage chair and take them back to their room so that when we open it, especially for new people, that, that first moment of (laughs) (laughs) seeing the tank with the music and the lights and everything, um, we like that impact. And then we go back and restart it. Um, with a, a fresh timer so that it doesn't take away from their time. Oh, interesting. Cool. Nice. I, I, um, feeling inspired and loving your, your passion for the float. That's really cool to have you on and sharing all of this. I really, really dig where you're coming from. <laughs> I hope that comes across that way. Cause I'm just, I, I really do love, uh, the, the process when it's done really well and we're, we're just trying to do the absolute best job that we yeah. can. And, and thanks to you guys. Cause, um, I learned so much from y'all's podcasts and, <laughs> All our you mistakes. know, you, well, you, you <laughs> learn what to, what to look for, because, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're not tied into this, you know, if you're not tied into the float collective and you're not listening to these podcasts, then maybe you don't know that the float centers you've been floating at that are, you know, put all that effort into right, soundproofing yeah. or whatever yeah. else. So yeah, you gotta you gotta be tied into the community to to know. Amen. I I really do truly believe that is that is the truth there. And and hopefully hopefully that's the job we're doing with the podcast. And I think you have brought up a lot of topics today, uh, including coming up with your location, securing your location for for people to think about. I think that's great. And I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank I, you for actually, having I me, have man. More, absolutely. I have more questions that I want to ask you, including, and I'm, I'm going to wait, but I'll tease it for next time you're on, if you'll join us again. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, if, if you'll join us, I want to talk about how you did book up your float center when you first opened, and, and how did you do that? Was it collecting emails? Obviously, a three-year lead time is potentially <laughs> an advantage, but I... But, Just that, but that, I that runway. That yeah, yeah, some nice runway. It could also be um, too long for people to be waiting as well. So yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm curious about to to learn more about that. So I'm, so I'll just tease that for our listeners for next time that you're on. Look forward to that. And uh, just a few more things. A little little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Float Away, of course. The uh, these guys at Float Away are so freaking awesome to us. They just sent us an email checking in to see how we're doing a couple days ago, which is so lovely, which reminded me about just a couple little things I wanted to find out about, about the lights and the float tanks and, and some such and such. So we've been having a back and forth, which then of course leads to baby pictures and, and all of that, which is just kind of kind of the people that uh, Ginny and Colin are who own Float Away. And of course they make the awesome Tranquility float tank and the amazing float arounds and float cabins. They do have quite an array of, of float tanks in, in their business. So floataway.com is where you want to go to, to check them out. And of course, just get in touch with Ginny and Colin. Uh, let's see here. A few more things. Oh, for those of us who are going to artofthefloat.com forward slash pro float. Thank you so much for that. Every time that you're shopping through the pro pro float 
website through our link. It uh, does throw a few ducats our way and helps put wind in our sails. So we really appreciate that. And we also truly appreciate those who are supporting us through Patreon. That has been amazing for us. It's made a really big impact on us and um, uh, the future of Art of the Float, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be sharing more exciting things in the future, but we just thank you so much. It truly means the world to us. Uh, let's see here. A few other things. Of course, our roundtable on November 1st. We want to see you there. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be exciting. I'm almost a little little sad. It's our last one of the year, but um, it is the last one of the year, and, and hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, if you're interested in consulting, we're available for that as well. If you really just want that one-on-one detailed look at your float center, what it's going to become, I highly encourage you to find a consultant. I, I almost don't care who it is, as long as they're of quality uh, and have your best interests in mind, please find a consultant and, and we are available for that. And of course, thanks to Anna for writing our show notes here. One more time, thank you, Amy. Thanks, Brian, in the background. And thank you, Jeremy, for so much so much for guest hosting with us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. Really enjoyed having you on. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. fun. Thanks, y'all. Fun, fun having our first Absolutely. guest host on. That's right. Yeah. Woohoo. And yeah. And oh yeah, that's actually one more more oh, yeah. plug is if you'd like to be on the podcast, please uh, send us an email info at artofthefloat.com or tweet us or Facebook, whatever. If you, if you find us somehow, we'll, we'll uh, actually get you on the show. Just come to us with some ideas of the things that you want to talk about and we'll bring you on. We're, we're excited about that and just making sure this is the community podcast. All right. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.